Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. I am a hunter. Would you like to see my gun? <laughs> okay, first of all, that melody was super off. I couldn't, I couldn't remember the how it went, so I just remembered the words. It's, I am a hunter. You want to see my gun? Oh, okay. Or she, I want, she wants to see my gun? She wants it's something to see, like that, yeah. I am a hunter, she wants to see my gun. <laughs> when I pull it out, the woman start to run. Oh, there you go. That's excellent writing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got it, though. I was like, I don't know if, like, he caught I had to really her. think about it, because I was just like, what is she, what is this? <laughs> How's it going, Mitha? I'm, it's going. I'm not living <laughs> I feel like I feel like that was a concerted effort not to say living and breathing. It just doesn't feel right. Like when it comes out, it doesn't feel right. I feel like you sat there and you're like, he's gonna ask, and this is how I'm gonna respond. It's going. It's going. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's fair. Ebbs and flows. Ebbs and flows of life. We are finally yeah. at a lockdown here on Ontario. Oh, out of I thought you said we finally had a lockdown. I was like, what? No, we are out <laughs> we are of it. Out of the lockdown. Yes, today is January thirty first, twenty twenty two. Um, yes. restaurants opened and movie theaters are open. Yeah. And I'm still debating if I should go to the movies. I don't know. I right now, like, I'm enjoying being at home and with my sister's baby, with Dub Baby, mm-hmm. and I just want to protect Dub Baby. So I don't think I'll be going out. I, on the other hand, I'm losing my mind at home, so I'm just looking for any opportunity to leave. Fair. Fair. To each his own. Are you going to go see something? Are you going to go see Scream? I would like to go see Scream. Maybe not this week, maybe next week, but I do want to try. Maybe if you're going to go, I didn't think you wanted to go, but if you go. You'll go with me? I'll go with you, but we have to sit apart. Oh, God, Mita. (laughs) Only because I, I really became accustomed this last year to Just having the like two spots to myself. Fine. So well, we can I'll that. go with you if we sit apart and we go at a time when there's not a lot of people there. Okay, fine. Okay. We'll, we'll figure that out. We can, we can do that offline. Okay. <laughs> so last week, you wanted to talk about something. We ran out of time. So the floor is yours. Okay. So I, I recently just took the last two weeks off of work to spend time with baby, But I also had some time to myself and I fell under the trap that is Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. Nadim, have you heard of Yellow Jackets? I've, yes. You know what it's about. I have a vague idea, and I but I like to go into things pretty blind, so I don't. Okay. What I know is all I want to know. It is, it is so good. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> it is not. I didn't know anything about it going into it, but I do listen to another podcast called "That's Messed Up," um, in which they go over like Law and Order SVU episodes, and the two hosts of that show are like obsessed with Yellow Jackets, and they kept talking about it, and they brought up Juliette Lewis, and they brought up Christina Ricci, and I was like, hmm, like this is interesting. Maybe I'll take a look and see what it's about, and the concept of I I don't want to spoil anything for you. Mm, don't yeah. Okay the. 
main concept didn't intrigue me just because I don't typically like things like that. Okay. This is so good though because it. Oh, and I can't. Mm, you can't. Damn it, spoil it. <laughs> no. This is so good because it takes something that I. Ne- I. Okay, wait. You tell me what you know because that'll help me. I know very little. I know it's about for. I know it's about either teenage girls or something who get into a crash in Ontario somewhere, and then some form of supernaturalness confronts them. Okay, so it's not the it's not Ontario. It's the Canadian Rockies. It's the wilderness. Oh, IMDb says uh, in on, Does on it say Ontario. Ontario. Yeah, they said the Rockies, which is not in Ontario. It's not even kind <laughs> of. But the okay, yes. So essentially, it's like Lord of the Flies but with teenage girls instead. And I hated Lord of the Flies in high school. I did not like it one bit. And so I was just like, I don't think I will actually like this. This is so good. It, I don't want to, oh my God, I hate you so much sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just say this. It's taking a concept that I wouldn't necessarily enjoy. And it is taking these like supernatural elements. There's some other little like, mysteries in there and there's Uh like little red herrings and things and it's just so enjoyable and very bingeable i watched it in probably a day and a half Uh and i'm on a second viewing right now because that's how much i enjoyed it and i want i have like so many theories and i need somebody to share it with so i need you to finish succession i will be done succession today i think actually okay good because then you can get on yellow jackets or if there's anybody else that's been watching yellow jackets and i can spoil things with please message me (laughs) because i need to talk about it but i can't i have heard a lot of things and predominantly i'll have you know based on your recommendation i will be watching yellow jackets but i like to not know a lot because Hype really kills things for me often. Okay, I might have hyped it up too much. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of does sometimes. Yeah. Case in point with Succession. But we can talk about Succession when I'm done in two episodes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, sometimes I find that hype can do, it can underdo it. Especially because I like an underdog a lot. Fair. Like even when I'm watching something, I like something that's a little lesser known, a little that. I don't always necessarily gravitate to the popularist choice. Mm Mm-hmm. But aside from you, I haven't heard such extreme glowing reviews of Yellow Jackets. I've heard from a lot of people that like, oh, you should watch it. I think it's really aimed towards me. (laughs) Okay. People like me or people who have like the same kind of interests I do. Yeah. I think there's aspects. I think once you see it, you'll be like, oh, I know I meet the likes so much. Yeah. So you might not like it as much as I will. I think you'll enjoy it because I do think it's well written and it's well made and it's produced and the pilot is directed by Karen Kusama, who I'm I'm learning is probably one of my more like favorite directors right now. Like uh, current? The invite. Yeah. Like, I like Jennifer's Body. I like The Invitation. Yeah. What's the one with Nicole Kidman? Destroyer. Yeah. I didn't love that. Yeah. (laughs) You don't I like Nicole, though. I like Nicole. Sorry, I don't know. I, I feel like, like listeners of this podcast are like, "How do you? Where do you stand on Nicole?" I do like Nick. I, you know what? I think I. It's hard. I, there are Nicole roles that I really enjoy. Like I enjoyed Eyes Wide Shut. I really love Moulin Rouge. I love the others. I think the others is great. I really wish Nicole Kidman was in Panic Room. Like I really. Yeah, wish I actually that, think she would have been better than Jodie Foster. Yeah, like ten times better. And I and I think Panic Room is great. Yeah. And I think she would have been really phenomenal in that. There's moments that I've enjoyed Nicole. Oh. It's more recent Nicole. Like, I feel like... She's excellent in Big Little Lies. 
She is, but then you have something like The Undoing. Remember The Undoing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know how I feel about The Undoing. Yeah, Nicole is, it's ebbs and flows. Ebbs and flows. Yeah. Speaking of Nicole Kidman. Oh, okay. I watched Being the Ricardos. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I had another productive movie weekend. Yep, okay. So, Being the Ricardos and The Lost Daughter. Or wow. the two I watched this week, yeah. I've seen both of them. I know, Mita. You've seen, I think I'm totally caught up. There's only The Tragedy of Macbeth. Yes, Licorice Pizza. I haven't seen it. And it's like a couple of others, but I'm like almost like caught up completely. There you go. Which is good because our social calendar is already starting to fill up to like the first day the <laughs> like lockdown closes. So I'm glad we spent lockdown watching oh, the movies. Look at you being social. I know. You have friends. Congratulations. <laughs> I watched The Youngest Daughter. Nope. I watched The, the Lost Daughter. The Lost Daughter. <laughs> on Friday. And yeah. I liked it. I actually thought it was really well directed. Olivia mm-hmm. Coleman was great. Mm-hmm. As is always the case. Dakota Johnson was actually good in this. She's actually, yeah, she's not like the standout. Yeah, but she, she is good in it. She's good. I really enjoyed Jesse Buckley. Yeah. I thought yeah. the movie itself, I think, was good. Like a yes. strong Especially for good. a first time yeah. director. Nothing. But also- Nothing amazing. Nothing amazing, but I just find the concept of it really interesting because it's not something yes. that's discussed very much. Absolutely. At all. And I think it's so pertinent. I think a lot of people actually feel the way her character about her children feel. I don't think a lot of people talk about having kids as being everyone really tries to talk about having kids as being this like noble event mm-hmm. and how like great it is and it's people love their kids, but it's not for everyone. Yeah, it's not all sunshines and rainbows. It's and... not. It's not all easy and it, some people I think Regret is the wrong word, but I think they can kind of be like, where would my life have taken me if I didn't have kids? And I like that the tone of this movie isn't like naggy about yeah. what it's like to be a mother and the struggle. It's it's subtle yeah. in what it's trying to tell you. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's something that like I've, women women should see. Did yeah. your wife watch it with you? She did. Did she and like she, it? She, she enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like in all fairness, I was watching it. I was just like, I get what you're doing. But these kids are obnoxious AF. Like, they were really <laughs> annoying kids. And so, one yeah, thing I, okay. I was kind of just like, these kids are a little extra. <laughs> Yours are still young. Just wait. <laughs> no, they're young. But, like, these were pretty extra. <laughs> these uh, are pretty extra. No, and I like, think, like, I have nieces that are like precocious like yeah. that yeah okay. and like they're kids but you can't tell them like stop trying to stop being a kid like no but i think there's <laughs> discipline yeah but whose <laughs> job discipline. is that it's both parents <laughs> yes, yeah fair yeah but yeah anyways that was lost daughter and then i saw being the ricardos okay <laughs> and i really watched it because i was just like let's see what mita has to say and overall i thought it was not bad. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so Aaron Sorkin. Uh-huh. It's just <laughs> so Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, it is. He's just so Aaron Sorkin. And I'm not mad about it. No. There's a time there's and a, a place for a an time Aaron and a Sorkin place. movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a time and a place and there's like a mood. Like Aaron Sorkin movies generally, and I'm not talking about the ones he, he writes, I'm talking about the ones he directs. Mm-hmm. They're actually quite entertaining to watch mm-hmm. because there's... The dialogue is quick, like things are really like moving all of He's that. He's a walker and a talker. He's yeah. a walker and a talker. It's when you kind of sit back and let it digest that it kind of feels like indigestion. 
yeah, you're kind of just like, this is too much cheese. I shouldn't yeah. have ordered the Domino's pizza. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's, it's a lot. And it's mm-hmm. a lot of like, why is everyone a sarcastic, witty character? Like, was why Lucille is everyone Ball... so poignant in yeah. their delivery? Why like, is, why? <laughs> yeah. Why does everyone have a retort? Why is everyone like, why is it so earnestly whatever it is? Where is the subtlety? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is ironic because that same style works wonders in the social network. Because and I, that's flipping. I think David that's Fincher, Fincher and then Fincher yeah. like reels it in and he it doesn't because this is also like the direction kind of takes over. The direction is Aaron Sorkin and the writing is Aaron Sorkin. Mm-hmm. And the thing that pissed me off the most Yeah. Was her voice? No, it really wasn't. Yeah. I actually didn't mind her voice and I was just like, why is Mita complaining about this so much? It's not so bad in this. It's bad. <laughs> it's was, just always bad. I hated the fake documentary intercuts. Yeah. Because A, I thought those were real people. I thought they were. And then I found out they weren't. And it actually made me angry. I was just like, so what are we doing this for? Yeah. Like, what is the function of this? You should be a better writer. There's no reason these people have to be here. You could have a narrator in another way. Yeah. Hey, how about you don't have a narrator? How about you don't have a narrator? (laughs) How about you, if you want to tell a story about like the past and the present, just find a better way to write it or like tie in the documentary being made to the rest of your movie but you can't even do that yeah and there's just things that like they would say something they would talk about how like lucy and desi met yeah and like how they met and where they met and then the next scene how they met where they met i initially thought he'd done it because it was based on actual interviews done yeah and i was totally okay with that then (laughs) Yeah. It's not. But I tried looking and I'm like, it's not. He just made this up himself. Yes. So it was like, really, Aaron? Is this yeah. necessary? It's just kind of like, eh. Performance-wise, she's good. I cannot imagine her being the best, though. No. She... And, like, I haven't seen... Oh, Spencer. I have to see Spencer. Yes. But I was kind of just like, I like Nicole Kidman, and she's done better than this. She has. She's done so much better. And I don't think she needs a second Oscar for this. No, not at all. No. It's unnecessary. And if you're going to ask me to choose between Nicole and Kristen, and this is me saying this, Kristen is the better performance. Yeah. Yeah. And it's me saying that. I I, am curious, though, because there was one evening where you were debating which one of these movies you should watch. Yes. And I got to you late, but I had chosen The Lost Daughter for you. Yeah. And you had chosen The Lost Daughter. Do you agree with my choice? Or my reason behind it? Yeah, I will say that, like, I felt more like The Lost Daughter the night I watched The Lost Daughter. And I felt more like Being the Ricardos the night I watched Being the Ricardos. That's good. That's important. The tone. (laughs) But speaking of tone, Mita, oh, we have a big episode because yeah, I got seven a lot to hours. Say. <laughs> seven hours. <laughs> this is this episode is as long as the movie we watched because this week we watched another movie. We're not going to record for five hours, are we? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> but Mita, what did we watch? We watched Gangs of Wasipur. We did. Yes. Would you like a description? I would like a description. A okay. Let me delay this more for you. I know you're like itching out of your chair to start talking about this. I have so much shit to say. Okay. Well, the description for Gangs of Wasipur is a clash between Sultan and Shahid Khan leads to the expulsion of Khan from Wasipur and ignites a deadly blood feud spanning three generations. 
That is such a, um, a snapshot. <laughs> I mean, it can it's only like be a, a snapshot. Click. It's just like <laughs> yeah. a here. Little it's baby also, version. <laughs> it also is super dramatic sounding. Y- y- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I guess we'll get into. But before we'll into. we do, Nadine, yes. could you please tell our listeners and myself why you chose the five and a half hour long film Gangs of Wasipur for us to watch? Okay. I picked 25 movies for us to watch this season. And I actually made like, it's actually like 30 and then like, there's some like at the end where you're like, do I do this? Do I do that? I have been the most excited to see Gangs of Wasipur. And for you to see Gangs of Wasipur, for a variety of reasons. But the reason I didn't put it early on is I felt it was too early. I wanted to kind of split up the Bollywood choices and I was trying to balance them out with like other foreign choices and other English language. And I was just like, I feel like this is the right time Mm -hmm. to slot in Gangs of Wasipur. A little background for our listeners, because it is important, you know the background. Gangs of Wasipur is one five hour and 20 minute film that is directed by the amazing Anurag Kashyap. AK from AK versus AK. Yes. He has one AK of AK versus (laughs) AK. 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 It was directed by Anurag Kashyap as one five and a half hour film. Anurag couldn't find a single distributor in India who was okay with showing this regularly in their theaters. Because even though Indian movies are like three, three and a half hours sometimes, Mm -hmm. exhibitors in India were like, no man, there's a limit. There's a limit. There's a limit. Too much. (laughs) It's too much. So he essentially had to release this as two films, Gangs of mm-hmm. Wasipur Part 1, and then I think it was four months or six months later as Gangs of Wasipur Part 2, in the same year they released. When it premiered at the Cannes Festival in the director's fortnight, it wasn't a part of the galas, but it did premiere at Cannes, it played in its singular five and a half hour form. So the movie is meant to be seen end to end in five and a half hours. That's his vision for it. But generally speaking... No one has that kind of time. And so people typically watch part one and part two. So in deciding when to watch this movie, I had to make sure that Mita had time to do it. And that I like I I could fit it in because I knew what I was getting into. But when you're not when you don't know what you're getting into being like, this is a five and a half hour movie. That is daunting AF. Like that is super. It's super overwhelming. So I wanted to find the time that Mita was off. I knew she was supposed to be off this week. I knew it would be easier for you to sit down and watch this. Now the why. (laughs) I remember when Gangs of Wasibur came out, I had just gotten married and my wife and I lived with my parents for a little bit while we were kind of settling in. And everyone was talking about Gangs of Wasibur. And it was kind of this like little indie that was getting crazy critics reviews and was like super popular. It hadn't done a crazy number at the box office, but it was developing this cult status. And so we watched it as a family, by the way, Mita. I watched this with my wife, <laughs> my wife, my parents, and my dad and my brother. And how old was your brother at the time? This was only because I was twenty-one when this came out. Oh yeah, he must have been. Oh, maybe he didn't watch it then. Maybe it wasn't. He was young, so he might have been like what thirteen year is at the he? time. Ninety-eight. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, he's young, so he probably didn't watch it then. But I did watch it with my parents and my wife, and. My mom, for instance, this movie is full of bad language and like real grotesque violence. It's like really full of it. And we had the best time watching this movie. It is so surprising for so many reasons. We watched one on a Friday night and the next on a Saturday night, like back to back. And I remember after we watched it, the next we talked about it at like dinner for like two, three days after because it was so chock full of so many things. 
it was a viewing experience like I had never experienced in another movie before. It is so full and so earthy and so complete as a film and as a world. It engulfs you. And I talk a lot about how a movie needs to justify its length. Five and a half hours really needs to justify its length. And while this is, it could use some editing, naturally, because a five and a half hour movie can obviously use to be cut down. This movie is so entertaining start to end. And to give you some like perspective, I couldn't watch it in one sitting. I watched one part on Wednesday and one part on Sunday. And then I watched Being the Ricardos on Saturday night. And I was like tired and I was, I was like, I had to, I fell asleep at one point and I had to go back and watch it because I had like missed a portion. Yesterday at like 11 o'clock, still not sleeping, I have kids. I was like wide awake because this movie is so entertaining. And so I was so excited for you to see this. I did not know if you would like it, but I really wanted you to see it and experience it. And I really wanted to have this discussion. So before we dive in, Mm-hmm. I want the thoughts. I have a question for you before we start. Okay. Have you watched it straight? Like no. all I really so want I to. did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I waited till I had like a day to myself. Like yeah. I didn't have to go um help with the baby. <laughs> I didn't have to do anything else. All I had to do was be at home. And I started at 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I finished at like four, almost four o'clock. Okay. <laughs> like, Took a nice lunch break in between. Um, not even like a big lunch break. Like I ate while I was watching yeah, yeah. it, but I did order Indian. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I did watch this in the entirety of the five and a half hours <laughs> that yeah. it is. And do you want to hear about my experience watching it first, or do you want? Give me your you thoughts. You mentioned that I should. Ta- yes, I did want the experience <laughs> watching it, but I want yeah. to hear, I think, thoughts about the movie, and then we'll talk about the rest of it. Okay. I am now in the stance that I don't think anything warrants a movie being <laughs> five and a half hours long because it is excruciating. It's long. <laughs> it is, it's long. It's really hard, especially, like, if you're not in a theater and kind of, like, in those surroundings mm-hmm. of, like, in a nice, comfortable movie chair in a dark room. I'm assuming you watch this in your theater room. Yeah. Yeah, like I watched this in my family room, yeah. like just on the sofa, where there are a lot of other distractions. So that's mm-hmm. like kind of hard too as well. But it's really difficult to sit down for that long. And I, while I was watching it, I kept trying to think of reasons that justify this movie being so long. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's a really well-told story. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking when I thought about gangster movies that have this sort of same idea. It's like the Godfather in that if you did watch <laughs> one yeah. and two, one and two, let's say, one let's two, not yeah. include three. If you did watch one and two all in one shot, it would be that same experience. And this is such, this is so much more sophisticated than like North American gangster movies. Yeah. And I was really surprised by that just because that's not the notion that I have with Indian cinema. And I know you hate that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's not what I recognize. It's not what I grew up with and what I know. And so I was like very surprised to see how much more sophisticated it is. And then the other thing I was thinking of like, he, there's is a lot of violence in this, which is also something I don't really love. Yeah. <laughs> 
And there's a lot of gun violence. There's a lot of murder and blood and gore that I normally would think, like, is that necessary? Like, why do we have this? And I kept thinking, too, like, this is just a really just so much more sophisticated version of Quentin Tarantino. Because the one thing I was reading a lot is that Anurag Kashyap gets compared to him quite often. Because tonally, he has these, like, really dark movies, this dark Mm storyline. But it is mixed in with a lot of like levity and humor, and like there there are moments in this movie where like I laughed because I was like yeah. this is so ridiculous, like it's so funny. But for like when Quentin Tarantino does it, it feels like a frat boy. Yeah, this feels this feels like a scholar. Oh my god, you're tapping into the thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. When you see it in North American feel, films, it is very like toxic masculinity. Yes. It's very like. I don't want to make fun of men, but like... Machismo. There's so yeah, much, like... exactly. Yeah. Yes. And this is... I didn't feel that at all watching this. No, yeah. I didn't feel like this is just a movie for the boys. Like, I think the ladies will like this, too. But also, why do... Anyway, gender is a construct. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just so much... The word that keeps coming to mind is sophisticated. And it's so far from what it's being compared to. Because I did then look... Like, after I'd watched it, I looked into some of the reviews people were giving it. And they were comparing it to North American yeah. films because that's what they know. And, like, also Martin Scorsese is a big fan of this movie and has, like, written to Anuro Kashyap and said how great it is. And so they obviously are comparing him to Scorsese. But I'm like, yeah. this is a whole different genre on its own. Yeah. Just like Scorsese kind of rewrote yes, the gang gangster films. Film. Yeah. Anuro Kashyap is doing that. And he's also, he's rewriting what Bollywood should be. And, like, that in itself is quite amazing. Mm-hmm. Did I love this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, because I also don't respond well to these kinds of yeah, stories. and that's fair. Yeah, like I'm not interested in this like this history of, of crime. I want to say crime lords, but that doesn't seem right. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what I but mean? But I get what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. I'm crime not bosses. Emo- crime bosses, thank you. I'm not emotionally invested, mm-hmm. which is weird to say because I do enjoy The Godfather. But it's a little too like gritty of a story for me to like actually say that I would go back to this over and over again, Mm -hmm. especially because it's the five and a half hours long. So while I don't feel like it's something that I am in love with in the way that you are, I totally respect this for what it is, especially the feat of it not being so frat boy. Mm -hmm. Like that is really hard to do with this type of material. And he does it so well. And I think one of the ways that it works best for him is he did not hire, like, well-known Bollywood actors. No, yeah. Like, these well, men aren't known now. I mean, Manoj Bajpayee was a pretty big actor at okay. the time. He appeared in another gangster movie. His first one was called Satya, which is a kind of underground gangster movie. And it's probably one of the best movies ever made. It's mm-hmm. an incredible, incredible piece of independent Indian cinema. And he gives this explosive performance in this film. So Manoj Bajpayee is known. He's kind of it, though. Every other actor in this was actor-actresses. They were all, like, very, much lesser very known unknown. people. Yeah. Yeah. They, all of these people went on to do things, but this is kind of where they all started. Yeah, and I think that helps it tremendously because I was thinking, like, if he had made this uh, the way that Bollywood has made, like, if they had, I don't know, like Ritha Groshan or even Irfan Khan in one of the roles. Like, I don't think it would have the same grit that it has. Like, I don't think that 
the movie would work as well. And I'm sure he's a great director and he could like direct mm. his actors into doing something, but there's something about not knowing these men, like not knowing them as their Bollywood personas mm-hmm. really helps direct you into like, yeah. it sets the tone the story. for you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That being said, I also like, I'm curious, do you find when you watch it in two parts, because I've only seen it in, in one big part. Yeah. Over, did you, do you like one part more than the other? So when I watched it this time, I really did want to watch it together. It just, it, I couldn't do it. I don't have that, unfortunately, that kind of, like, I could only watch it at night, obviously, because my kids and, like, starting a movie watch at Watch it with finishing them, it. start them, yeah. yeah. absolutely. <laughs> it's just a lot to do. So I've only watched it in two parts. Uh-huh. I watched this with my wife. She specifically said she wanted to watch this again because she also had a great time the first time and she was looking forward to watching this again. I also have been trying to see this again over the years but because of the length i actually i find it very hard because you can't just watch one you do have to watch both of them and like the prospect of losing six hours on a movie that i've already seen is kind of like i could watch like two to three movies that i have not seen in that exactly. same time frame if i have it so and it that's does the thing i, I think on. it's important we stress this if people are interested in watching this movie you do have to watch both parts you can't just watch one no. And turn off. It does end in a way which is like, okay, yeah, you could, but you're not getting the full picture in that way. Because, yeah. No, you need, I think generally speaking, I like, okay, like I can, I can talk about that in my review because there's so many things I want to discuss. And I do want to, I'm so glad you brought up the piece about how he directed it not to be a masculine film. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about The Godfather or you talk about Goodfellas, or like The Irishman, for instance. I still haven't seen it. All of these movies have, they treat gangsters, there's a big romanticizing of them. Yes, exactly. They're romanticizing these men, all men, for the record, mm-hmm. who are murderers, oftentimes thieves, women abusers. Terrible they're people. Terrible, terrible, terrible people. And they're made to be heroes. Like the mm-hmm. they're, they're, it's the construct of the antihero, which is what The Sopranos is, which yeah. is what Mad Men is. These are all men who are made to be godlike, despite being so, so disgusting as human mm-hmm. beings. What Gangs of Wasipur does that I have never seen in another film, it strips the gangster genre of all its romance. These are just men, and they are men and women, but largely men who run a crime family and are prone to making mistakes and doing things wrong. There's so many scenes in this where like there's there's a scene where so this movie is essentially told in like three parts, let's say. It's yeah. told in like the 40s pre it starts pre-partition with Shahid Khan and then when Shahid Khan is murdered, we start with Sardar Khan, his son, and Sardar Khan is played by Manoj Bajpayee and the first movie focuses predominantly on Sardar and then Sardar Such an idiot. <laughs> But Mita, that is so amazing. It that, is. It's r- really the, good. the writing of that character and Manoj Bajpai's performance is spectacular. What crime boss in North America is that bumbling and is so much of an idiot? And that scene, it's like if Homer Simpson yeah, was absolutely. a crime boss guy. That scene where his pregnant wife comes in wielding a knife into a brothel and he's like, I thought it was you. It was you. Yeah, and he's hiding behind the woman and he's like, You're gonna go to jail for murder. He's such a he's such a coward. He's yeah. such a like ridiculous human, and he's your crime boss. And yeah. it's so amazing to witness because 
that never happens. It never happens that these men are made out to be anything other than perfect. And this is an entire film constructed around imperfect, imperfect idiots doing this like hardcore work. And as mm-hmm. a result, it doesn't make the seem, it doesn't have the weight in a good way. This is, at the end of the day, it is a fun film. Like there's a level of fun associated with it. Also because it is so funny in parts. It is so well written. And some of the dialogue is hilarious. And like some of the best written dialogue I've like seen. But there's that scene in the second part, for instance. And I'm like jumping around, I know. In the second part where they're trying to chase down... um, In, he's, at in the the fr- he's at the market and there's like four men he's on buying phones. all the different fruit yeah and they're talking about oh he's buying a jackfruit oh my mom makes a really good jackfruit dish like it's so ridiculous. so did mine by the way huh? <laughs> so did mine but it's or so... like he's buying bananas oh my gosh he's buying bananas he must have loose motion yeah, like... <laughs> he must have diarrhea like it's yeah. so it's so funny and these again they're they're going there to put a hit on this guy and suddenly he stripped it again of every expectation that you have from these men, that you have from these characters, and stripped them down to a level of relatability that is almost like shocking. Yeah. No, and I can't think of anything like that. Even that remotely seen. similar to that, especially mm-hmm. in the West. Crime in the West, crime and specifically organized crime, is so romanticized here. Mm-hmm. And when watching this and comparing it to that, I'm actually kind of... It's actually quite disturbing when you think about it. How much of a pedestal, like, we've yeah. put these men on. Like, yes. even, like, it's maybe not exactly, like, organized crime, crime, but Scarface. Like, how many yep. men do you know have that poster yep. and, like, idolize him? And it's disgusting. He's a terrible human being. Like, why why do you look up to that person? And this kind of just flips it. And it's just like, you shouldn't really look up yeah. to this person. And they're But they're still entertaining to watch. And they're still entertaining to watch. And in the second movie, for instance, when Definite is uh, trying to kill, um, he goes into his house, I forget his name, Rajkumar Rao, and his gun stops working. And he's like trying to hunt him down, but like the revolver keeps like backfiring. And he, he's and that, like, it's it's just so, it's so good. It's so mm-hmm. good at in boiling it down to its basic form and then completely like upending it. And again, yeah. there's nothing like this. And people want to compare this to Quentin Tarantino and like Martin Scorsese. And I think that's so disrespectful because it's I its think own. It's its own. And yeah. I don't think Quentin could make this movie. I don't even think Martin could make this movie. And I think Martin Scorsese, who I, I do respect as a filmmaker, has made some extremely toxic and problematic films in his career. And I think I've told you this about when I went to see The Wolf of Wall Street. I know you went to see it. I, I know we have it. the same sentiments towards that yes. movie. I went to see yeah. it with my wife and the theater was full of bros. Oh, right. Yes. Who were like mm. laughing at the jokes and like so into it. And I was just like, this is exactly the type of person who's meant to like this. And I think the problem is with those kind of movies is that Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola and Quentin, to a lesser degree, Quentin Tarantino actually like these men. Mm-hmm. There's a little of a level of idolization from them. From them, yeah. They think that these are they put them yes, on the pedestal. They put them on the yeah. pedestal. Whereas Anuraka ship is more just like look at these look idiots. at these loose. Yeah, look at these idiots. <laughs> yeah, enjoy this. Enjoy the uh, enjoy this with me. Yeah. And then the other thing he does that none of these people do is he makes the smartest people in the movie women. So he does make them the sm- the smartest people in this movie are women. 
Women don't get enough in this movie, they don't. though. They, they don't. They do not get enough. And that's still the problem with, like, yes. gangster movies. Like, these women, they are the smartest, but they are still succumbed to their husbands and their crimes, and they aren't stepping up themselves and, like, doing what they think is right. They're still under their thumbs in a lot of way. But here's the difference, is that culturally, it makes a little bit more sense. Here, yes. Okay, because yeah. the patriarchy is so ingrained within the culture that the patriarchy Nagma for instance is bloodthirsty Sardar Khan's wife played by the amazing Richa Chadda is bloodthirsty and in the second movie where she tells her son when is your blood going to boil when are you going to do something about this it's such an amazing mm-hmm. scene because she's essentially being like when are you going to do something man like when are you going to like get some balls and do something and she has she she's trying to do everything that her husband did but she has cultural limitations that kind of work with it mm. i really enjoyed the moshina character oh yeah moshina has some of the best lines this, in the movie yes. Umaf, yeah and like <laughs> she's just she starts off this sort of like simpleton like vil- not village but like yeah. s- small town girl i guess essentially yeah. and she, the way she like works her way up into being this like mob mob yeah mob boss wife like <laughs> with her handbag and like walking around with her sunglasses yeah, exactly. I'm like, i like you i respect you and she has order in her life um but then at, in the end when she pulls him aside she's like don't be an idiot like don't get yourself killed yeah i had a lot of respect for her there but i also think she is still under his thumb in a lot of ways and like if i was in that position i would have walked away and i would have gotten out of that relationship Mm -hmm. right these women are still with these men i don't know what that says about them and i would like for i don't think any male filmmakers will be able to ever do that but to have a female in a crime movie actually be independent and actually take a stance on something but you have your carmelas who Carmel, but the thing about the thing about again women in Western crime movies is that they're almost earnest. Like Carmela is a, probably the closest thing you get to something with a little complex, like complexity. Mm-hmm. She's a mob wife, right? Like she takes advantage of it, but she also kind of looks down on it at the same time. Mm-hmm. So she she's the one you kind of understand the most because she wants what Tony provides, but she also kind of hates how she he hates provides what Tony it. Does yeah. yeah, Nagma, for instance owns it she knows who she is and she knows her place in that relationship but she also knows her place in that world and like she has got some some boss lines like for instance where she's like i don't mind you sleeping outside like sleeping around outside just don't bring her home and make sure you eat because i don't want you to make make me to look bad she is in control and she doesn't have to like own anything but she also owns it you're a mobster and like this is what you do, and this and Mosina in many ways also knows that she's sitting in on meetings that he's having with other people. Like these are not women who are oblivious. And Durga is she's the mastermind who's done everything. So like these are why not... aren't they avenging them though? This, this, the other thing in this movie is that it is a lot about revenge. Yeah, and avenging avenging your loved ones. Why aren't they the ones putting things into action? Why are they asking their sons to do it? That's the patriarchy, right? And that is the cultural, I, I think, like tone the of it. patriarchy. Crush it. <laughs> but I think the way this movie tries to attempt to, and especially in villages, hmm. they're not, these aren't like big city centers. This is like, Wasipur is a small city. Yeah. So it's going to, it's not going to have the same advancement. Yeah. But then you have that scene with Mosina and Faisal where he tries to hold her hand and she's like, what are you doing? You should ask permission before you hold my hand. <laughs> or like when they first, when he's trying to ask her out to the movie. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, 
and no. he's like, "What do you?" Or or like when she's asked when they're outside the theater, and he's like, "Do you want to go see a movie?" And she's like, "Oh, you're gonna try to kiss my cheek or hold my hand or get yeah. popcorn." And he's your and he penis says, in the popcorn. Yeah, and she's like, and and he's like, "No, I swear on my mother." And she's just like, "So take your mother. What do you need me for?" It's so like it's so great. It's so, so good. It's so entertaining to watch. Yeah, it's such an encompassing film. Mm-hmm. I cannot think of an American film that even comes close to doing what this movie does. I do want to warn people, though. As I was watching this, I was miserable. Why? <laughs> because it's so... It's very long. Yeah. I literally, I kept saying to my dad, I'm like, I have to keep watching this movie. Like, I have to... And the whole time I was like, I can't wait till my food gets here. So then this movie is over and then I can eat my Indian food while watching Bones. Because that's really what I wanted to do. Really? You didn't enjoy watching this? I think it's like, it's also, I have to watch this for the purpose of this podcast, yeah. right? So like, when else am I actually going to sit down and watch a five and a half hour movie? Yeah. And so there is the sentiment there of like, I have to watch, I have to watch this. Like, I don't really have a choice right now. And so I think that's also what was pushing me. But it, I'm glad because when we talked last week, I was like, is this something I could watch? Like, we're recording on Monday. I was like, mm-hmm. is this something I could watch on the Sunday? Yeah. And you had said, no, like, make sure you have some time with it. And so I watched it on Wednesday. And I am really glad I've had these last, like, four or five days to process it mm-hmm. just because I don't – I think if you would, if we had recorded on Thursday, I would have a very different opinion. And, like, I've actually gotten to sit with it. And I think that that's kind of important. If people are thinking about watching this, it's like – one, do it in two parts. I think do it in two parts. Do it in two parts. Give yourself the, the night, two nights at least. And then two, like, absorb. Don't, like, don't go off of gut reactions, I feel like. Because in the moment, I was upset with a lot of things, like a lot like of the what? violence. Mm-hmm. Just me personally. But then, and it being in another language. So if, like, Hindi, Hindi is not a language that I do speak. And, like, for the most part, I can understand it, mm-hmm. but I do need the subtitles. If you are not used to it, it, it will take you a little bit to absorb what's being said there. Like, even the small little notions of, like, how they're stupid and stuff, it takes some time to kind of absorb that. To fall that. into it, yeah. Yeah, because we are so used to gangs being de- depicted in different ways. It takes some time to actually, like, absorb, like, oh, like, this is what, this is the reality of, like, what crime lords are like. This isn't, like putting them on a pedestal and sort of yes. idolizing them. This yeah. is different. So I would say to people, give yourself some time to absorb the movie and then make sure you do it in two parts. But don't be scared if you think part one is really boring. <laughs> you thought part one was really boring? Yeah. I was not enjoying part one. Okay. I really, and I think it is the it, the character of Basil who brings part two Mm-hmm. to life to me it part two i was like oh, okay now i'm actually enjoying this movie a little bit more there is a faster pace to part two as well i will say that and i've actually heard that that's a, that's a thing a lot of people say actually they're like part one is good but part one is there to get to part two yeah. essentially like a lot of there's some great dialogue there's some great scenes the music in this movie is amazing and so like eclectic and so ingrained in the film it's such a ballsy soundtrack made by a woman by the way mm-hmm. it's so in there but the first one is definitely a build-up it's a build-up to the end of the first movie like his sardar khan's death because everyone dies in this sardar spoiler khan's, alert yeah. <laughs> sardar khan's death at the end of the f- first part is so mm-hmm. amazing 
Except to that music, except to that music and that song. And as he comes, like, it's so well shot. It sets the tone completely for the first, for the second movie. But you need an entire film to give that context. Yeah. That's really what it is. Mm -hmm. Without that, you can't, kind of can't have it. Which begs me, like, I, I don't know what Indian television was like in 2012. Like, I don't, like, obviously... Netflix India has grown immensely yeah. in the last like five years or so. And they do have a lot of really interesting programs on there. And the only thing I really know about Indian television is like the soap operas, soap operas yeah. <laughs> which um, are not well made. No offense no. to the people who like to watch them. But if you're going to do something that is five and a half hours long and you want to really tell this like story over all these periods of time, why would you choose a film over doing something like a series? Censorship. Because, pardon? Censorship. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but like... You can't. That, I Indian... mean, and that's where I wish that there was more of a camaraderie between like North American and, and global audiences. Because like if you... He could have done this on HBO and done something like really amazing if he had opportunities like that. Because watch... I understand... That it's five and a half hours long because he wants to tell this story. But I also think, like, that is a long move. Like, you you could just have part two. You don't really need part one as much. Oh, you, you totally need part one. It's not I the same you, movie. But in, like, it's... I don't know if this is the right medium for it. If a film is the right medium. Like, I would have liked to... Liked this more, I think, as a series. If I could have had these, like, kind of pauses and breaks. I do think that if this was made now, it would have been a Netflix series. Yeah. Like, it absolutely would not be made as a film because there's no reason to. I get at the time in 2012, there was it just wasn't there. We didn't have that. They didn't have that option available to them. So he made one giant film split into two. That was the best way for him to do it. And on television, there was no way he could tell the story the way he wanted to. There was absolutely no way that that was going to happen. And even now in television, he can't. If he was going to make it, it would have to go on a streaming service like Netflix. Mm -hmm. Was this successful at the time? It is a cult classic. And but at like, the time, it was successful. Yeah. But it was more, it wasn't like a blockbuster. And it didn't okay. do the numbers of like, like, Kabi Khushi, Kabi Gam, or Kuch Kuch Rota. It wasn't that. It shouldn't, though. Well, I mean, it's also not mass appealing, right? There's many yeah. things about this movie that are also... I, and I don't think the subtitles really do justice to it. The mm -hmm. dialogue is really quite vulgar. It There's a lot of like language and sexual innuendos and things. And it's very clever. Don't get me wrong. The writing is actually really great. But it's not meant for kids. It's not meant for a family audience. So mm -hmm. there are limitations then in who can watch this and who can appreciate it. And I don't think it needs to be a big movie. But one thing that really, I think, one thing I've learned over the years, and I feel like watching this this time has really sunk in some things for me about innate bias in the film industry, especially in North America, mm -hmm. how I I can appreciate you, like, it's a lot of movie and the length and all of that. But I think when I hear people be like, oh, it's like India's Godfather, yeah. in watching this and then going back to The Godfather, this is an unpopular opinion. I think this is a better film. I think this is a more entertaining film. I think The Godfather is excellent. Don't get me wrong. I think The Godfather is a great film. It's very well made. It's very well acted. I do think this was the harder movie to make. Yes. I think that The Godfather is just more consumable on Why? a mass appeal. 
because it's about white people? For me, no, I was going to say language is a big thing. Like, I think, which, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) if I'm answering your question, I think people would have, if you're going to ask me what's an easier movie for me to watch and like people that I know, even Indian people I know, I'm going to say The Godfather is. And I don't think people are used to this from but that's just me. I don't think people are used to this, or at least at that time in 2012, because I don't think there was anything else like this then. There were things. There yeah. weren't as maybe, this is definitely more polished mm-hmm. than like a lot of things at that time, especially in this kind of sphere. But this is definitely like, this is not abnormal. There were a lot of like gritty kind of crime movies in India. And some mm-hmm. like Satya mentioned Manoj Bajpai was in is exquisite. And then a follow-up that Ram Gopal Verma made called Company is really good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some examples of this. And they're very popular movies. Company especially is an extremely popular film. Yeah. But I, I think to me it's kind of we idolize the West's movies so much and mm-hmm. we look up to them so much and we use them as a pedestal for how we view the rest of the world and everything is ranked against how we view western cinema and the consumability of western cinema versus the consumability of world cinema and that's what it is it's western and world how do we change that though i mean we can't right that's not for you or me to change with our little podcast here no no, not just (laughs) you and me but like how do we as the collective change that it's i mean it's power in numbers right you got to watch the other things you have to go out and watch foreign films and Mm -hmm. like i remember once i had a small job as an intern for a, a really small production company and i had to do market research where i had to call theaters across canada to mm-hmm. ask them some questions. And I found this one theater in like, it was like New Brunswick or something mm-hmm. that was showing Gangs of Westipur part one and two at some film festival. And mm-hmm. it was just like a random, and I'm like, I, I called them and we would talked about whatever we had to talk about. And I was just like, hey, I noticed you're showing this movie. And he's like, yeah, more people need to see this thing. It's amazing. And it was Aww. so, it was so refreshing to hear and because he's right. More people do need to see this. And I really do firmly hold that, like, I don't think this is not my favorite movie. Like, but I do think that, like, what Ra- what Anurag Kashyap does with this is so, it's so ballsy. It's, it's so also, ex- exact. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, light years away of what, like, Martin Scorsese, Coppola, and Tarantino have been doing. It's set, like, going back to the comparisons. It's upsetting that he gets compared to them because yeah. they should be compared to him. Yeah, and I don't, as I'm watching this and having these feelings, I'm like, do I have this implicit bias because I am Indian and I want to support an Indian director who I think deserves more recognition? I don't Mm -hmm. want to shit all over The Godfather of all things or like Goodfellas or Martin Scorsese. But sometimes when people talk about Martin Scorsese with so much reverence, I'm kind of just like, he kind of makes the same movies over and over again. Oh, he has. I agree with you. And he like, makes them really well, but he has. Yeah. And like, you haven't seen The Irishman? Honestly, Mita, you're not missing anything. I know. That's why I haven't seen it. It is three and a half hours. And I remember seeing The Irishman and being like, wow, this is so long. <laughs> it feels so long. Wait, did you not feel Gangs of Wasipport? <laughs> no, I honestly didn't, Mita. Like, I'm oh, not really? joking. I didn't feel... A, I didn't watch them in one sitting. So maybe we should have had that conversation and you shouldn't have watched thing in one sitting then that might have informed that but if you didn't like one then that might have not informed you for two or the end of one might have been like enough for you to be like okay i'm kind of in now to go to two and watch two at another date 
I think there was like moments in one where like tonally where I was like, oh, this is a, it is exciting. I just yeah. don't think there was enough of it in one to have me still interested mm-hmm. to going into two. But two does have more of that, those tonal moments, like the more entertaining parts of the movie. Yeah. One is a lot of story and I feel like two is more action. Yeah. And one is a lot of story that I'm just like, okay, like this, like this is your family story, great. And there's these small moments of like entertaining. There's small moments of levity in it that are really brought forward into two, and there is much more happening in there. And I think I just enjoyed watching two more. Mm-hmm. And I had food when I watched two, mm-hmm. so I think that could have maybe made an impression. I also think that maybe in watching one movie that was five and a half hours long, when yeah. you're at the beginning of a five and a half hour movie, you're like, oh man, when is this going? When be is over? this going? Like, it's, it's a long process, right? Yeah. Whereas if you had split it up into two movies, it might have been like more digestible. That like today I watch this much. I don't know if I would have been as psyched though, because like two hits the ground running like it goes there's a lot of things that happen in within like the first like 20 minutes yeah and so i don't know if i hadn't watched it in one shot if i would have been excited for two at the end of one yeah i don't know i guess we'll never know the answers to those things do you have any more points that you want to bring up i know you had so many things i i i mean do you have any sequel prequel ideas and then we'll go into (laughs) ratings where i will say more things i do want to know Really, you do? (laughs) I was so surprised, actually, because I'm like, this is a five hour and a half hour movie, and you're like, but what I want to see now is what I want to know is who avenges Faisal's death. I mean, his son, I guess. I guess that's kind of exactly that's the movie I want to see, and I want to see her like Lady Macbething all of this. Well, because what's left is two mother son couples, right? Yeah. So I would like to know that. I think that would be interesting to see. And um, I kind of want to know, like, why did he need the bananas? Like, did he have (laughs) loose motions? Well, he's dead now, so. Yeah. Mordecai. (laughs) Did you know that the guy who played Definite is, his name is Azishan Khadri. And and this is his family story? It's not his family story. He used to live in Wasipur. And so these are all stories that he heard about people within Wasipur, and he narrated it to Anurag Kashyap, who then turned it into this. That's, that, yeah. yeah. No, it's a very interesting story. Yeah. Um, and very interesting source material, because yeah. you don't get that. You don't get that. Often. That's first-hand, like, news. I mean, how true is it, though? Do you think? You don't think this these things wouldn't happen in India? I don't know. I'm not in India. <laughs> I grew I, up here. <laughs> I think this stuff is so plausible. Yeah. I think the corruption and the, like... The corruption, yes. The corruption and the crime, it happens everywhere. But we love India. Oh, I love India. Like, absolutely. (laughs) I will go into my rating because even though I could keep going, we do have to end this at some point. We're already hitting (laughs) the hour mark. No. Because there's so much to say. There's so much to say with this film. Whether it be, you know, the acting, the music, the women. I think the women are so important because you do not see women this well written in gangster movies ever. Mm-hmm. You know what women we remember from gangster movies? It's freaking Sofia Coppola from Godfather 3, who is the single worst performance on celluloid. I, I remember Diane Keaton getting an abortion. That's what I remember. Oh, yeah. She has that one yeah. scene. But that again, she has that one moment in that hotel room. Fine. But again, yeah. Diane Keaton's character in The Godfather Part 2 is so holier than thou. Yeah. 
Well, there's also, there's nothing there. There's nothing there's, there. Like, Her nothing. abortion is the thing. And, like, you barely get any of that. You don't get meat from women. And this movie provides, yes, the women are, are not as th- much there as you want them to be. But the mm-hmm. reason you want them to be mo- there more is because they're so good. Yeah. It's because they're full of life and they're f- full of vigor and they're full of interesting quirks and characteristics and dialogue. And they add so much so much to the movie. Even, you know, Shama, who has a very small role as a woman, she's still very interesting. And her scene when she you know, with her brother at the, at her, her final scene, let's say, at the end is shocking. Hmm. Like there's, there's so much there, you know, and that, but that's saying something. It is yeah. saying something about like who they are and what they stand for in this film and the, the importance of them. And then you get to the men. The men here are so real and so raw and so original. You will never see a crime boss like Sardar Khan anywhere. And, his like bumblingness and the little shawl that he wears over his head to hide his face. And like, <laughs> he's so, he's just like a, he's a bumbling crime man, but he is, and you don't fear him. And you also yeah. don't look up to him. You're not like, oh, I want to be like this guy. You're kind of like laughing at him because he makes moves. He lasts very long. He does a lot of big things for his movie. Uh, sorry, for his life. One of my favorite deaths that he has, and I forget who it is, he gets into a knife fight in an alleyway with some guy he's meant to kill, but he's like stabbing him and running away and then stabbing him and running away. It's so, it's just, you don't see that kind of stuff in Western yeah. in Western films about the gangsters. And again, I think watching this really brings up the the God way we kind of make gangsters out to be. It's quite mm-hmm. disgusting and it's quite problematic. And people want to talk about toxic masculinity in films and stuff, but then still revere these kind of things. And I think that is problematic. I think it's problematic that when we talk about what constitutes good film and who makes those lists, it is white men who are making those lists. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at what is on those lists, it's movies for white men by white men. And it really makes you wonder, are these movies that great? I'm kind of curious to go back and watch The Godfather and see how I feel about it at this point. Was this only your second time? Only watching? my second time watching this because okay. I just—it's the five and a half hours. I just could not. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not gonna like. I'm not. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. This movie can be edited. It is too long. It is flat yeah. out, and there are places where you can edit it down. There are places where you can thin it out. Do you need to? No, because the movie does stand as it is. But you can't tighten it. There's also a lot of slow motion, and I feel like if they gotten rid of some of the slow motion... <laughs> a little bit. Can I tell you, though? There's a tracking shot of Faisal going back into his home, and this shot stays, and his brother, perpendicular, by the way, comes out of a house, and it's such a great, like, melange of music and motion, and, yeah. like... And his name is perpendicular. Like, there's so many ridiculous things like that. And he has a brother named Definite. And then they have a conversation about, like, like what's his what, real what's name? Definite mean? And but what's his real name? No, his real name is Definite. Well, what does Definite... It's such a... It's... Honestly, this is a movie full of quotable quotes. And quotable quotes in a way that is just, like, it's charming. This movie is actually quite charming to watch. It's quite... It, I did not expect to like it as much as I liked it. I really liked it when I first watched it and it had a lot of like elements that I wanted to bring when I was bringing movies in for this podcast. But I'm like, I was actually really, really kind of just like, yeah, man, this was great. 
and more people need to see this and more people need to appreciate it because I think we look at movies from such a Western perspective and that bothers me a lot because cinema is a universal language and if we're just going to compare things to how Martin Scorsese or Francis Ford Coppola made them, we're not going to get anywhere. Mm. Anurag Kashyap, this is a, it's a brilliant film. It's a film made by a man in complete control of his craft and complete control of that story. You don't weave in that character with that dialogue, with that music set in this place. You cannot do that for five and a half hours. Maintain tone, maintain consistency, maintain a, a, like a thorough storyline. That is a man who is talented. And I don't think someone, honestly, like Quentin Tarantino, could do it because this doesn't at any point feel overindulgent. It doesn't feel like a man doing things because he thinks it's cool. Yeah. I think the only thing he thinks is cool is the dialogue. He's not like... Is. And it is. The dialogue is amazing. It's, I think, the best thing about the film. But you're not, like, blown away by the violence or you're not blown away by your shots. You're blown away by this, like, clever writing. And maybe that's the writer in me that's so impressed by it. But Anurag Kashyap made a film that he likes and he's proud of rather than a movie, oh, you're going to like this because I made it and I'm great at everything. Hmm. Anyways, I could go on. And I'm yeah, like, and you're taking all my I'm points. I'm taking so. a lot. Of st- I'm taking a lot of time here. I was really impressed by this. You really should watch it. Watch it in two parts. Part one, space. Part two. I'm giving this four and a half stars. Four and a half. I'm surprised it's not five. It is long. <laughs> it is long. It is long. Yes, that is how I will start my review. It is long. Yeah. But as you we were saying, like. Um, as much as it's not about him showboating like what he can do or what he thinks would be cool in a gangster movie, it is very much contained. Like even though it is five and a half hours long, there isn't anything there that I would say is unnecessary. I think you're right in that things could be edited down, but there isn't anything there that I was like, this didn't need to be a part of the movie. You could remove things, but it's not like it's unnecessary. Like everything works, everything flows. And like watching it all in one long shot was very tiring <laughs> and hard to do. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do it, make sure you stay hydrated. You have some <laughs> snacks. You're ready to go. Bring your reading glasses because you'll be reading the subtitles if you don't know Hindi. Part of that experience is also like part of the movie as well. Like it's almost like you're sitting down with like an elderly person in your family and they're telling you your family's life story. That's kind of what you're getting from this. You're hearing the history of this crime family and all the things that they've done. And I think the thing that I took away the most from it is that these crime lords are not being put on a pedestal like we've seen before that we do see from in North American movies as well. These are just people who exist and they exist in a world in India and they are just like any other person that you would meet there they're not these glorified human beings that everybody respects that everybody like bows down to they're just bumbling crime lords who are going around town trying to stab people and running away not knowing what to do tripping over themselves uh killing the wrong person (laughs) like just doing just living life as crime lords and it's kind it's so as much as it's so normal it's still so refreshing to see something like that because i also think like we talked a bit about how when we glorize glorify glorify (laughs) oh boy when we glorify the mob 
it sets a really unrealistic expectation of what it's like. And I think watching this at no point was like, oh, like it would be so cool to yeah. be a mob boss. Yes. Where it's like when men mainly yeah. watch <laughs> The Godfather or watch like Goodfellas, they'd be like, oh, like I want to be Ray Liotta. Like he's so yeah. cool. At no point was I like, yeah, I want to be Faisal. Faisal's such a doofus. He's such a like, doofus. <laughs> He's like thin and he's like not very attractive. He wants to be a meet the butcher. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, and it's, it is charming. It charming is the correct word. And I love, I love that this movie has been made because there is that juxtaposition of what we're so used to. And I do think like, if you are a fan of mob movies or crime movies, if you're a fan of Tarantino or Scorsese or uh, Coppola, you should watch this. Because it will flip everything you know on its backside and you'll just be like, what have I been watching? And it's really going to test your emotions towards film. And I think you're right. Like film is a universal language and it should be global. It shouldn't just be centralized into one area. I don't know how we can fix that. But we are doing our, our little part by reviewing this movie. And so I will say thank you for introducing this to me. That being said, I said it before, it's not my exact cup of tea i'm not gonna be like yeah let's pop in gang (laughs) you got five and a half hours let's go no like that's probably not gonna happen i don't i can't think of a time right now that i will watch this again but i do appreciate it for what it is and so for that i will give it three and a half stars okay Three and a half because it is really long. It's almost four. It's like the length is really killing me. (laughs) It's really long. I can't. can't, And there's like no, you can't justify that. Be like, it's a pretty short movie. Yeah, it is really long. And as much as I said, like, there's nothing in there that is unnecessary. You could edit things. (laughs) You could just shorten things out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I do think this would make. A phenomenal television series. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. One thing before we move on, because we should move on. Okay. I'm just going to say, I, I harp on about the fact that, like, this movie doesn't glorify, like, gangs, specifically in gang lords. And that is evidenced by the last line in this movie, or, like, one of the last lines in this movie, where the narrator Nasir says, when, when, the two, when the two crime people of this film died, it didn't make a buzz in Wesibur. Everyone moved yeah. on. Whereas if this was The Godfather or if this was something, do you remember when Vito Corleone died? Mm. It's like a thing. And now you have crime bosses dying and they're like, the city just moved. Like it didn't, yeah. it didn't do anything. It didn't make a difference. It didn't make a difference. And that's, that's something. That's, that's real like art in like getting across exactly what, like what I'm trying to say that like you just showed this insular world of extreme violence but the fact is, the rest of the world doesn't really care about it. Nope. It is what it is. Thank you, Mita, for indulging me in watching this <laughs> film. Because it was... I hated you so much on Wednesday. I was like, this guy. This is going to be a <laughs> five and a half hour movie. <laughs> but like three and a half to four stars, that's pretty like, that's pretty solid. It is pretty solid, yeah. yeah. I'll take it. There you go. Okay, Mita, what like one hour and ten minute movie are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> an hour and 30 (laughs) yeah i gave you an extra 20 minutes (laughs) but before we do that we do have to say it's time to play yes different characters same world okay Okay. are you ready i maybe 
So I'll I'll be fair to you and let you know that the three characters are television characters, Gee. not film characters. Okay. Heavyweights. No. Okay. Um. So <laughs> the characters' names okay. are June Osborne, Brendan Delorier, and Sam Malone. Okay. You know. And your timer starts now okay it's super annoying because i've heard all these names and i don't know exactly who the actors are yeah. say the first one again june osborne june osborne second one brendan delorier 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 you're gonna have to probably tell me the actors we're gonna do a minute but okay. and what's the third one sam malone is that from svu no sam malone. oh no one no is that ted danson Yes. Okay. From Cheers. Yep. I'm watching a Ted Danson movie. 20 seconds left. Ted Danson. What Ted Danson movie am I watching? June Osborne, Brendan Delorier. It's June Osborne. I'm going to know June Osborne. You're going to know June Osborne. You're also going to know Brendan Delorier. There's five oh. seconds left. Okay. Well, okay. So what we're going to do is you're going to tell me the actors and then I'm going to try to guess the movie. Okay, so um, the actors are Mark Duplass and Elizabeth Moss. Oh, I don't know. Okay, so Sam Malone is Ted Danson in yeah. Cheers. June Osborne is Elizabeth Moss in Handmaiden's Tale. Yeah. And then Brendan Delorier is Mark Duplass on The Mindy Project. Yeah. Uh, the Delorier brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, if you will. We are watching The One I Love. Okay. <laughs> You don't know what this is at all, do you? I don't do know you? what this is. Okay. Like, I'm oh. excited for you. You don't okay. know what it is at all. I think you should keep it that way. Okay. Like, don't, don't even IMDb it? Don't look at a trailer. Don't IMDb it. Just, uh, you have to rent it. So, rent it where you like. The one I love? The one I love. Okay. But yeah. I'm not going to give anything away. No. I and even... I'm kind of liking that. Yeah. I have the to, one I love. I'm currently looking this up on iTunes. Just to see. I think once you see the poster, you'll be like, oh... <laughs> I feel like the poster is like recognizable. Okay, I've seen this poster. Yeah. Okay, I won't watch. Won't do it. Don't watch a trailer. I will not just go watch a into trailer. it blind. But yeah, it, it's also this episode will air February seventeenth. So Wait, did you try I, to do this according to. I tried to do this with something with Valentine's Day. So oh, there you Mitha's go. All Febru- it'll air February sixteenth. So two days after Valentine's Mitha's Day. That's all about a theme. Themes. <laughs> Well, that's a, this Fair. is an abrupt change in tone. It's very different. But I think that was necessary after you made me watch five and a half hours or something. Yeah. Okay, Mitha, we can move on. We'll shut okay. it down. There we go. But there are so many good lines in this movie. So many yeah. good. The one thing, though, is that subtitles just don't capture all of the, like, the notes. No, they don't. Do you want to say one in Hindi? No, because also, okay. like, the issue is it's not, like, it's such dialected Hindi. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't speak the dialect. No. With this kind of Hindi, I actually don't understand it on, like, listening either because it's so specific. Once I read the subtitles, they're, like, it comes, it, it, it like, connects sense. back. Yeah. Like, there's, that, um, my favorite line, we're not using it because I think it's a little vulgar, but I'm going to say it, is when Sardar Khan says, even when your balls get big, they're still below the penis. <laughs> I wish we used it. It's so it good. I know. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good because it's so crass. Yeah. 
But also so true. Should we just list out all the lines that we picked? <laughs> There's a lot of them in this, and you don't even have all of them. No. But And like some of the songs have great lines. Ugh, this movie was so great. Please go watch Gangs of Westipur, guys. I think you'll really like it. But Mitha, tell, tell our listeners the obvious line. As long as there are movies in this country, people will continue to be fooled. That's great. Yeah. A song is Were you fooled? (laughs) Maybe. Did you like the music, by the way? I did enjoy the music. I liked it as like a nice juxtaposition of like what was on the screen at the time. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for a 180 degree turn of tone (laughs) in the one I love. Wee wee. Have a lovely week, friends. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon. Ah!